This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to Stand Up Straight. We aim to provide a vehicle for allies to stand up for the rainbow communities, facilitating change, acceptance, understanding and dialogue. Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good evening, everyone. This is Michelle. We've got Clayton across the desk and the uh, lovely Stephanie has returned to the studio tonight. Welcome, everyone. Good evening, Michelle. We, uh, oh, you can say hey, Clayton. Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> um, thanks to Beck for the news and uh, thanks to the Informer crew uh, bringing news from around the world in a really fascinating and really concise way. I really enjoy that half hour of the Informer. Uh, tonight here on uh, Stand Up Straight, we're going to go uh, talking movies, some TV shows, some really old stuff. Clayton has done an exceptional job in finding some really, really old and probably maybe a little cringeworthy sort of uh, stuff from what thirty odd years ago? Uh, I'd have to have actually have a look, but I can't yeah. even sure. <laughs> uh, there's a while ago, anyway. Yeah, yeah maybe more than thirty, even. So, so um, before we launch into uh, our topic in uh, in full flight, uh, one of the things that we'd like to do here at Stand Up Straight is highlight allies, and I think perhaps we forget sometimes that they can come in all shapes and sizes and all over the world and all different ages and that kind of thing. So we've had a look around the. Uh, social media and the online news and all that kind of stuff and come up with a different, um, quite a a collection of uh, allies, I think, this week. Steph, what have you got for us? I'm sure I will hear the collective groan from everybody, (laughs) but my vote this week goes to Ariana Grande. No groan. I think she was incredibly brave putting together the concert for last Sunday. I actually expected after what had happened that we would never hear from her again. Mm. Um, so to do that I thought that was incredibly brave but her message was what impressed me the most of love and unity and I think that as an ally really it's it it, it is that simple Mm. love and unity so Ariana Grande is my ally of the week yeah she's um I think uh without wanting to delve into the, the the deeper side but it takes great courage to um to be an ally sometimes and they 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 present themselves in very very different ways quite often, um, and um, she would be doing it tough herself. I, I have no doubt. So I've got um, I've got a few, and I've got a little bit of a mix here. There was um, something. Um, just really quickly with Converse runners, they've got a range of rainbow boots. And they look fantastic. So there's just sort of up the spine or the back of the boot, there's um, the rainbow, uh, which looks fantastic. Uh, Sydney University have got their very first AFL club, uh, Sydney University AFL club, um, are having their very first pride game up in Sydney. So, I mean, that's a sports club uh, that is um, uh, showing themselves to be an ally. Uh, the um, I don't know if anybody had a chance to have a look at the video that John McEnroe put together, which is one of the funniest and most extraordinary videos in defence of uh, everyone else except um, 
that tennis lady. Uh, and uh, one of the things he mentions in it, so I, I, we might put the link up, Clayton, and um, so people can have, have a look. But basically it's in support of marriage equality. And he there's a few... Um, blue words in it so perhaps don't li- listen to it when you've got little kids around but one of the things he comes out and says is that um, if same-sex marriage comes to Australia I will personally call my good friend Elton John to join uh, to host the biggest same-sex mass wedding ceremony ever seen in the Margaret Court arena and then McEnroe says uh, directly to Margaret Court. Margaret, that's the kind of guy I am. So um, it was really, really interesting to see over the last couple of weeks people's um, attitudes and uh, to hear a lot of different, uh, you know, a variety of um, uh, attitudes, I think. And responses, yeah. And responses, yeah. yeah. So there was um, there was also another lady that, um, I, I caught, that caught my eye. This is a mum that takes joy-filled photos of her son who likes to wear dresses. And then she says, he taught me to love myself and others. And it's just extraordinary. He, she, she's a photographer by trade and um, she documents her son and her, his activities and things like that and um, his day-to-day life. But, you know, whether he's playing sport or wearing dresses... Um, so I thought she was that. That was a really, um, really in another another way that somebody can be an ally as well. Anyone else that caught your eye this week, Steph or Clayton? Your kids, your kids are allies. That Do you, you know? Teach. Yeah, and and I, I mean, I Patrick will be sitting out there and um, climbing under the desk and hiding. But I was really proud of him this week. He was debating on Tuesday night, and his topic was all about awards and particularly music and film awards and should there just be a best actor or best performer award Mm -hmm. rather than female male. And Mm -hmm. he used the platform of um, trans people as part of his argument and they actually won. They were debating against McRobb who are really strong all-female academic mm, school mm, mm. and they won but so much of his um, argument was based on um, gender diversity mm. and equality and I was just, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. So, But it is and doesn't that show that um, it's the younger people, as they say, um, a lot of the younger people don't, it's just not even on their radar. It's not a thing anymore. It's, it, you know, it's just part of the, their, their every day. And isn't it interesting that maybe the next platform for a lot of these younger kids is about trans people yes. and trans rights. It's not, um, you know, the gay men and the lesbians. It's now for trans people. I think we so. certainly are getting to a point where those things are getting better, but it's definitely not the same for trans people and no. uh, intersectional Homosexuals and um, I can't believe I said homosexuals. Um, <laughs> you are allowed. You yes. are a joy. Um, intersection, uh, intersectional homosexuality and trans, so people of colour and who are homosexual. Said it again, and um, trans people of colour, and those are the people who are sort of the next frontier. Which doesn't mean we're finished with um, people like me. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Clay. But there's a lot of other people that need a lot of support as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, my LA of the Lifetime, I've actually brought in this week. Uh, so <laughs> um, we've got uh, our guest tonight is Sarah Naris, who is my greatest ally and best friend. Mm. But she's also a major expert, as in something, of um, 
film, television, those sort of things, um, especially around queer content, which she actually knows a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. So it's great to have an ally who knows all that stuff as well. So tonight on Stand Up Straight, we're going to be talking to her about all this content. Mm. If you would like to join us, you can message in on 0427-949. Did I get that wrong? You no, 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 I was just getting ready to do the next one. Oh, please, go ahead. <laughs> uh, on air at joy.org.au. And you can find the lovely Mushin on the desk as well. He would love to chat to you. One three hundred joy 949 And you can tell us who who do you love seeing on the big or the small screen? Who do you cringe at when you see them? Who's your, what's your favourite queer movie, TV show? We would love to hear. And who do you turn off? Yeah, Mm-hmm. Who's got it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so you are on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. 25 years I'm my life is still trying to get up there. I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means
Oh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> we just heard, apart from the laughter in the studio, uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes, a song that I have loved for a very long time. I'm going to get to why we played that very shortly, but Michelle... Well, I'm glad you asked, Clayton. Tonight we're chatting about queer characters and role models in movies and TV and to help guide us through Sarah Narrows is an avid queer movie buff with a twist. But before we get to the twist, why, Clayton... Are we, were we playing that song? Well, the reason I suggested this topic was that in the last uh, slightly over a week now, two queer shows have been cancelled and one of them was Sense8 and that song was played in an episode of Sense8 mm-hmm. to much effect, but I won't go into too much detail on that. And uh, Sense8 was your favourite? I wouldn't say favourite, but it's a show I, I really liked um, on on the Netflix platform. Hi, I'm Warren. And I'm Anastasia. Hi, Warren and, and Anastasia. <laughs> So, Sarah, thank you for joining us oh, in my the pleasure, studio Michelle. tonight. You're not that this isn't your first time, though. You've um, been in with Clayton before, I think, haven't you? And we have a bit of a pattern of yes. talking about queer films. Yes. Well, so. what a perfect way for me to ask you why queer films. And the twist I mentioned before was the fact that you're a, a straight lady, mm. and yet you have you absolutely are enthralled by queer movies and TV. Why? Well, it's such a good question, and I don't know if I have a clear answer to that. One of the reasons I would say is that I'm highly influenced by my best friend across <laughs> the, the desk. The one you're allied to, Indeed. I'm going to argue with that because I reckon I've watched much more queer content because of the stuff you told me to watch than the other way around. I think it's definitely yeah. a mutual Mason is influence. a mutual. We can go with mutual. Mutual's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. And I think I just I really enjoy a good story. I guess that other side of it would be, you know, sometimes it's hard to define why... You love something, why it sort of makes your heart race. And I just think there's some amazing queer content out there that I've really responded to over the years. So, and once you find something really good that you love, you just keep delving into. Do you remember the very first movie that had a, a GLBTI character in? Oh, God. Ever? You can go back. Mm. <laughs> um, in that I saw? Yeah. Probably one of the first films I saw with any um, sort of gay content would be Making Love. Did you ever see that? It was an early 80s film. She's looking at Stephanie and I when she says that. (laughs) Clayton. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen it. It was very early. Like I think it was about 1983. I didn't see it in 83, mind you. I think I was about six at the time. (laughs) No, um, great film. Uh, Michael Ontkeen and Harry Hamlin. Yes, yeah, and very saucy. Quite saucy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it had a major impact on their careers as well because mm. it was one of the first gay films. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, mm. which is a real shame. Well, Great I've film. got a, a little, bit, little bit of GLBTI tr- TV trivia. Did you know that Valerie Harper was the first person to say the word gay on network TV as her oh. character Rhoda in the Mary Tyler Moore show in the 70s. Gee whiz. Wow. So there you go. Took till 1970 for someone to, to, to mention the word gay. Mm. Tell us what it is. Um, do you prefer the big screen or small or small screen? Do you like the intimacy of watching something on mm. like a TV series or on the big screen? Oh, I love that cinematic experience that mm. you only get going to the theatre. But, of course, now that we have Netflix, 
especially at this time of year, it's nice to <laughs> just get rugged up and sit on the couch. So I'm going to ask you, it's, it's a bit of a devil's advocate kind of question, but why, why do we have to have queer films and we just don't, and we can't just have films mm. and TV shows? Why do we have to say, why does it have to be separate? I think because the representation is so important. So we need to continue to monitor that that's, that it's out there, that there's a, a voice mm. for, for all you know, all walks of life, but particularly where representation has been lacking. So I think we'll get to a stage where it won't it won't matter and the label won't matter, but I think it's still it still matters at the moment, particularly when we have fantastic shows that are being cancelled left, right and centre. Which are, as Clayton mentioned, Sense8. What was the other one that was uh, cancelled recently? Uh, the Real O'Neills, which is a little more stereotyped, and but it's is quite a lot of fun though. Mm. Whereas Sense8, uh, you've got the characters here. It is a little more of fitting into a whole context rather than just being about being gay. Cause you, and a trans. There's a, a trans lesbian character and a gay character and his partner. So they're, they're there as part of the whole cohort. Mm. Um, where and you, So it's more of an ensemble cast. Whereas The Real O'Neills, the show is about being gay. It's the focus of the show. So that's problematic in itself, but it's so much fun. Do you have a preference... Clayton, do you do you th- as a gay man, do you do you th- would you rather it just be regular story? The person just happens to be gay. Absolutely. You, yeah, and, and I would think that too. How, how do you feel? So? Oh, I think definitely. I think there's been a movement away from this character is a gay character, and that's the storyline for the most part. Mm. Whereas that was definitely what was out there in the 80s and in the 90s was about that coming out experience. Mm. Whereas mm. now it's very much more about being another character in the film or in the TV show, I think. The other one that was axed, um, which was another one from streaming services, was Looking, Mm. which was set in San Francisco about three gay men. And I think that only lasted two seasons. And a movie. And the reason that they axed it allegedly was because it was too... It was all about their everyday lives and it was too sort of everyday and... (laughs) And, you know, in the commentary that I read, they were talking about Seinfeld that was a show about nothing and, you know, how many seasons did it last? Yeah. So not, there wasn't enough nothing apparently in this show. <laughs> oh. But we, some of the characters um, uh, I could cringe at when you think back in the years and years and years ago there was that awful um, Are You Being Served uh, where there was John Inman's character, and this is nothing about the, the actors or, or whatever, but that's the environment that they were in. This was the job that they, uh, you know, the, the field that they work in, so and it's the script that they're given as well. Um, we uh, might, for those that can't remember, Are You Being Served was an English department store that Grace, had... Grace Brothers? No, Grace. It was Grace Brothers. Yeah. And, um, and there was... Uh, Probably one of the most flamboyant uh, characters I think that I've ever seen on television. Who doesn't uh, do a cooking show? Who do- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we might uh, just have a quick listen. Cast your mind back, guys. The royal party may very well come into Grace Brothers for a little informal shopping. Oh, the queen in our store. <laughs> well, of course, we have had a queen here before. Now, uh, the fireman's lift, as I understand it, is something like this. Now, uh, Mr. Humphreys, would you mind being unconscious? Yes. Have I been overcome by fumes or smoke? A combination of both. Right. Let me get in the mood. You know, in a play. I was Lady Hamilton and I fainted when I heard the dreaded news from Waterloo. Mr. Humphreys, Nelson wasn't at Waterloo. No, but my mother was. She'd missed the train. <laughs> well, 
Mark, Mr. Granger's often shown me how to brim steam and shape, but I get the wrist action wrong. Every time I do it, it goes limp. <laughs> Your wrist or the brim? The word versatile has been applied to me before. One more insult from that man and these clothes are coming off. Don't start distracting me now. I'm very busy. That uh, was a little clip from Are You Being Served? And, um, well, a collection of clips. A collection of <laughs> clips. Thank you, Clayton, for putting that together. No so problem. Does that make you feel, I don't know, for want of a better word, icky? Like, is it really awful to hear that kind of characterisation? Uh, I, I think I, I grew up with that as well, so it doesn't make me feel icky because I, I know it and I'm used to it, mm. but it certainly is hopefully something we won't see on TV mm. these days. No, we, and we, we have had a message come in from Sylvia, and she says it's a show that, in that particular show, Are You Being Served, it's a show that makes her cringe. She wouldn't, um, and she doesn't think that we would see anything like that today. There were stereotypes in in those days and our generation thought it was funny but we didn't know any better and that's really interesting they were they were seen as funny and often and i'm wondering what what you think sarah is that they were often the villains as well have you found that yeah definitely the villains or the fact that they were gay was the punchline and so another show that i'm thinking about in terms of that being the punchline was Soap. Did you ever see yes, that? That sitcom yes, from the early 80s mm-hmm. where it was Billy Crystal's character. Yeah. But, yeah, every time he had any screen time, it was about him being gay and yeah. it was that was the funny element for that it's, character. The comments always in I-Bings have always innuendo. So yes. it's it's all very, like he mentioned one point, oh, the word versatile has been referred to me. Like So yeah. those sort of things. Like it's, it's mm. not pleasant. So. No, and it's not um, – look, it shows how far we've come, though, and you think about you can have the, – the, there's, you know, uh, fairly graphic sex scenes that you can see on on these shows now and movies and things. So, I mean, we have come a tremendously long way in maybe it is a short space of time, you think? Sarah, do you still see stereotypes with gay characters in the movies that you're watching? I think – Yes, but I think the characters are more complex. So it's almost like you can get away with the stereotypes as long as there are more complexities to the character that it's not just about them being gay. I'm just trying to think of a really good example. Mm. Well, we can let you think of that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah so thinking, fine. thinking music. Well, you're thinking, yeah, we're thinking something. Uh-huh. Uh, we are going to come back shortly to talk more about this movie and TV phenomenon, phenomenon I can't say words now, uh, around being Teacher queer. in the room. Yes. <laughs> more than one. Uh, so, um, so on, if you want to message in, 0427JOY949. Or on air at joy.org.au. Or speak to Mushin on the desk, 1300JOY949. You're on Stand Up Straight on JOY94.9. I've been thinking about my life and all of the mistakes that I've made. The ones that stay with me, the ones that I regret are the ones that I make because of fear. For a long time, I was afraid to be who I am because I was taught by my parents that there's something wrong with someone like me. Something offensive, something you would avoid maybe even pity, something that you could never love. My mom, she's a fan of St. Thomas Aquinas. She calls pride a sin. And of all the venal and mortal sins, St. Thomas saw pride as the queen of the seven deadlies. He saw it as the ultimate gateway sin that would turn you quickly into a sinaholic. But hating isn't a sin on that list. Neither is shame. 
I was afraid of this parade because I wanted so badly to be a part of it. I'm marching for that part of me that was once too afraid to march. And for all the people who can't march, the people living lives like I did. Today I march to remember that I'm not just a me. I'm also a we. And we march with pride. So go fuck yourself, Aquinas. That is a little clip from Sense8, which I, is actually probably my favourite moment of the whole series, and it happens in the first episode. It's just a, such a beautiful speech. I did forget to put the language warning in, so hopefully no one's... Would I have upset your mum? No, my mum's probably... <laughs> yeah. My mum may or may not have used that actual word herself. Sorry. <laughs> sure. It's just a beautiful speech about pride, and it's a, from a trans lesbian character, so she mm. has a lot to be proud about. Mm. And something really sad, Sarah, that you said about when it was axed. Yeah, the announcement more... of Sense8 being axed was actually on the first day of Pride Month, which was really bad timing, I think. Do you think maybe they just didn't realise? You know, yeah, do they we... might be a bit clueless considering yeah. their initial <laughs> yeah. decision. Yeah. 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 Um, the, um, so we're talking tonight about movies and uh, TV shows and series and various things and role models in them. So... My question is first to you, Sarah, and then uh, Stephanie and Clayton, but what is a role model? What does it look like? What does a role model act like? Do you think there's an ultimate one? Oh, well, I think a role model needs to be someone that you can relate to. You need Mm -hmm. to be able to relate to them, uh, their story, find inspiration in that, hopefully find um, hope for your own life as well through through that, that character or that person. Mm, I'm trying to think of a good a good role model. I mm. can think of one, and it's Ellen. Mm. And, mm. Uh, you know, from 94 to 98, she had that sitcom and it was actually one of the episodes of the sitcom that she came out. I wonder if anybody mm. had an inkling that that was going to happen. I don't know. No. But, you know, when you think about 94, it is, um, you know... More than 20 years ago now. Well, I had an inkling we might talk about this. Oh, he's he's good at Clayton. (laughs) Yeah, so let's listen to this. This is is so hard, but I I think I've realised that I am... I can't even say the word. Why can't I say the word? I mean, why can't I just say... I mean, what is wrong? Why, Why do I have to be so ashamed? I mean, why can't I just... Say the truth. I mean, be who I am. I'm 35 years old. I'm so afraid to tell people. I mean, I just... Susan, I'm gay. And if you didn't pick it up at home, she says it across the microphone to the entire uh, waiting area for a plane. Oh, is that, oh I, I actually haven't seen that. Now, that um, gave me a bit of a lump in the throat hearing yeah. that, and I have only heard it ever once before, which was around the time when, when she came out. But I find that... Um, extraordinarily raw, and I know it was acting, but that was that was really Ellen DeGeneres saying that, and her, yeah. the, the show was her vehicle, really, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah, was. it was. And she also came on to the Oprah show to talk about it there. Mm. But in the sh- in the show, also Oprah paid her psychologist, who she came out to. So. <laughs> That's right, she did yeah. too. Right. Um, so she she's a role model, I think, for for so many people in 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 a lot of ways. But in the the current movies. Now there seems to be um, perhaps a different type of role model. Is there? Would you say that it's they've kind of changed shape 
now? Yeah, I think so because the characters are far more complex. So you see, yeah. you see their flaws, and I think we can relate so much better to characters like that. They're not ideals. They're actually more like us. Real people. Real people, and yeah. yeah. And I think that, 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 if, that when I was thinking about the, doing the show tonight, a lot of the shows that I thought of that I liked were the ones that were somebody that I could imagine either being friends with or being or working with or enjoying hanging out with. One of my other favourites is um, Please Like Me. And I think one of the th- <laughs> Clayton's just gone, <laughs> exhale. For those, I'm going to do a Molly Meldrum. For those people that have not seen that show, do you just go and find it and just have a bit. You've got a long weekend coming up. Just binge watch this. I think four seasons, three seasons. Four. Can't remember. Four. Now on Netflix. And now, yeah. So the extraordinary thing I think that I liked about that, it was a multitude of things. It was so multi-layered, but it was basic and simple and true. And I loved the fact that it was relationship stuff. Mm. It was about housework and it was about dating and it was about parents and 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 horrendous depression and also about being gay as well and then you know someone walking into the messy bedroom where you know josh thomas and his person whoever it was that night was just lying in bed there was absolute utter normality but there was there's a poignancy about it it's i, I think australia should be very proud but a beautiful, beautiful piece. It one is. of the biggest elements of that, and I have just cut someone off, is the fact it talks about mental health in such oh, a yeah. really powerful, mm. realistic and engaging way. And so uh, as much as it's a, uh, is, it is a queer story, the mental health story, health story in it for me is so much more powerful than that. And yeah, and, and I think, and we're a little bit off topic, but we're talking about role models. I mean, if you, 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 you've got people talking about mental health issues in, in very difficult dire situations but it wasn't glossy it was and no no really fancy dialogue or anything it's just it's simplicity and I'm using my hands that's what was so beautiful about it and um and on and relate the relationships on there with with Josh Thomas and his failed love and his successes and that, that was just just substitute straight or trans or lesbian into the same sentence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think people around the world have really embraced that show mm. for that reason. It's um, certainly, yeah, taken off around the world. Yeah, it definitely actually continued past its first season because it was picked up overseas. If it hadn't done that, it probably wouldn't have gone any further mm. than the first season. Mm. Sarah, we've mentioned the N-word a few times t- tonight. Um, do you think the availability of streaming services has led the charge for diversity in, in characters? I think so because there's this, I guess, element of not experimentation but um, access, um, platform access that you don't need to put as much money into um, Sense8 being the exception because it had a massive budget but there are a lot of lower budget um, show, uh, movies as well and, and TV shows that have found a voice on platforms like Netflix that may otherwise not have been seen. Yeah. Mm. And look, I know that you know the, the streaming services do sometimes attract smaller audiences um, but they're not beholden to networks so I guess that Absolutely. gives them licence to do you know, things a little bit more adventurously than... Perhaps I would have. Although the recently, apparently, the most explicit gay sex scene on television was on a not on a streaming service. It actually was on a network. Mm-hmm. It's in a show called American Gods, um, and it's a scene directly from the book, which I've read 
both and I've seen the episode and I was really surprised because it doesn't it's a scene that doesn't add to the storyline but is such a fantastic scene in the book they actually kept it on television and Brian Fuller the person who made the show who's also queer has gone and he watched it for the first time and went no nah, we're reshooting that unless he has like a 14 inch penis and um can, that can bend around corners that wasn't going to actually work so <laughs> he didn't see it as an authentic no sex scene. so he made them go back and reshoot it um which is why because both the actors in the thing are straight and so they didn't really know what they were doing and so he went yeah well that's not working for me we're going to do that again they needed so. some technical advice yeah, absolutely mm. do you feel that um, I know act, actors that act, are actors and they should be able to um, take on any role and 100%, give 100%. Do, do you think um, or would you prefer to see gay actors playing eight gay roles, straight actors playing straight roles? And I know it's a bit of an odd mm. kind of question, but I'm wondering does it... I'm wondering what yeah, how you feel about it. I think it. it's an excellent question. For me, in terms of gay characters... It doesn't matter at all. But where I think it really matters is with trans characters. Nothing annoys me more than when I see, sorry, but a woman playing a trans character when I just think there are so many amazing trans actors out there. I'm not, I don't understand why they're not given those roles. Or, and I know Sensei, amazing and fantastic casting. Jamie Clayton from Sensei, who's a trans woman, mm. plays that role. Uh, Laverne Cox in mm. um, Orange is New Black. Mm. The exception, which I think is a reasonable exception, is... Actually, I have two. The first one is local show Wentworth, where they actually mm-hmm. advertised for a trans character to play a role. They couldn't find one who was willing to play yeah. this role. So they had a, a male play that role. And then the other one is... Um, I currently just forgot the name of the show. Um, Tambor, Jeffrey Tambor's show. Um, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> actually a really good exception. Yeah. Yeah. Transparent. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that show, it's the point that uh, she is transitioning would be further along the line than the trans person would be. Oh, so it uh, was a little bit for a lot of trans people would have had to gone backwards, and they're not always comfortable with doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was coming out later in life, wasn't she? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you consider it's brave for an actor to take on a role that's perhaps um, not trans a, mm. a trans character, but? Um, a gay man, you know, that, that might have to have some fairly intimate scenes or whatever. Do you think it's brave? Because I, I hear that people say yeah. it's bravery, but I don't know. I think 30 years ago when, you know, culture was different, when yeah. ca- actors were missing out on roles as a result of some gay roles that they had taken, absolutely. But I hope that we've moved past it being a brave move to take on a gay role. And we mm. certainly wouldn't ask Kevin Spacey whether he thought it was brave taking on the role of Frank Underwood, you know, a straight man, <laughs> yeah. would we? So, yeah. No, so, I know. Oh, that, sorry, yeah. No, but yeah. yeah. But it's so, a good question. But that's mm. why it's interesting and that's yeah. why I ask the question because we don't say it's brave, yeah. as you say, you know, we're, we're, um, you know um, someone's dropped 30 kilos to play, a, you know, a particular ca- – that's just acting. And I think that um, I kind of knew the answer. Yeah, anyway. yeah that's right. And you, but you do still hear that said in the media, most definitely about yeah, how brave. Yeah, mm. yeah it's, it's really an outdated phrase. Yeah, it is. But then, but you hear it with women that'll be um, like Charlize Theron that was in a um, the movie Monster that mm. do no makeup and wore big teeth and, and put, it, on weight. put on weight, mm. and they still said how brave she was to do that. Well, that's a fantastic segue into our next topic, which we're doing up very soon. We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman, which is a, <gasps> a recent, uh, as in last week, queer representation on screen. 
And the director of that actually directed Monster as well. Oh, so, you knew that, nice. didn't you, Michelle? Uh, this Thank is you, Sarah. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. You are on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9 as we get a little atmospheric in the studio. That is the theme to the brand new film Wonder Woman, which is out in cinemas now. It's directed by a female, starring a female and a queer character as well. So. Do you love hearing that, Sarah? I do. Female, I, I really do. It's very exciting and I can't wait to see the film. <gasps> no spoilers, Clayton. What? Oh, not too many. Clayton, you haven't taken her for the, what, fourth or fifth I have time? asked. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're trying. It's very like, busy. I've got to do reports. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for being professional. Uh-huh. Clayton, <laughs> Clayton, can I just ask you a, a really obvious question about this movie? Do you love superhero movies? I do and I don't, but I do. And, and so <laughs> Ooh, tell me, okay. why has it taken Hollywood a hundred years to produce a female-led superhero movie? You know, it's basically because there's this perception that women can't carry a film. I think it's timing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a perception that women superheroes and don't get as much marketing. Sorry, not marketing, mm. but sales. And so they've just found, oh, fine, we'll do one. And it's it's going extremely well. The film is amazing. I have seen it. I went to the Melbourne premiere, which was I lovely. Can, and Clayton had a gorgeous neck tattoo, temporary neck temporary tattoo, tattoo last from, week. Uh, from the up. And I think, have you got a badge on? I don't know. I, no, not I did have the badge last week. I don't have the badge this week because yeah. I forgot to put it on. Uh, there's something really interesting I read today. And it's creating conversation about not just the movie, but it's like that. Why has it taken so long, as Stephanie just said. But it's this... Um, sense of why now we've got something different now we can get our teeth into something else instead of what what has gone before and it's really she's a really strong and powerful woman there's a um uh there's a GoFundMe um program in um in the states that's been set up by three ladies um to provide funding for underprivileged girls in the States to go and see the movie. So this is three women that have decided we want as many girls to go and see this movie. Uh, so they, you know, so this is lots of different ways that it's impacting people in a lot of different ways. That's fantastic. Isn't it? And it makes me wonder with the way Hollywood works and once a film is successful, then a lot of other films with similar themes or, you know, tend to be made. So I wonder mm. which female superhero will be next. Uh, Miss Marvel, think? I believe. Captain not Miss, not yeah. Miss Marple. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Uh, Quite a different thing. I have to check whether, yeah, there is actually another female superhero film in the works, oh. uh, which I'm sure I could have the name of before the end of the show, but I haven't got it in my head right now. Who would you like to see, Sarah? Oh, who's left? Oh, well, I'd like to see a villainess. Ooh. So um, didn't they have Poison Ivy in the Batman movies? Oh, they did, but she deserves her own film, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But you know what? Uh, it, it, they in some of these older movies where the the you know Catwoman and um and Poison Ivy, they were still kind of a bit pretty or sexy. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but couldn't she? Couldn't the vil, Couldn't the leading lady or the villain still have a bit of you know a bit of grunge or something? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah down and dirty, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Why not both? 
Yes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> do you, um, Clayton, do you think, having seen the movie, do you think it breaks out of the sameness of the other sort of superhero movies that you've seen? It certainly follows that same sort of formula, but it just has, there's no men saving her, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she, she's apparently she saves a man at the beginning, the pilot. She, yes. She saves him. I mean, did you... Steve Trevor. Did that move you? Did you, did you find that... Um, you know, I was listening to a review of the movie today and the woman who was reviewing it said it, it brought her to tears. She just oh, wow. found That's it, great. for want of a better word, she found it so empowering to see this woman, you know, being the strong guy and saving the man. She thought, you know, it was like a real go-girl moment for her. It's definitely a much-needed scene to have in yeah. cinema. It's very rare to see it. A couple of things like Aliens, you probably get a bit of that because Sigourney Weaver's character is a very strong female. But this is a, a strong female character who's also queer because she's um, lives on an island at all women. Right. And so how do you know she's queer? Is, is it because she lives on an island or implied? Uh, partly that, but also there, there is a, a line, which I will not spoil at all, in the film that indicates that. Right. Uh, it's not, you know, hopefully in the next film we see a bit more of it. But there's just some wonderful scenes between all the women on this island that sort of are quite um, passionate. Let's go with that. But not sex passionate. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Zest for life. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Clayton, you mentioned that it's directed by a woman. It is directed by Patty Jenkins, yeah. who also directed Monster. Oh, that so was it's, my it's segue. slightly different film. So. Um, I just would like to create another little segue to it. There's um, a, a very dear member of the Joy family that you will probably hear on air in the next couple of minutes. Um, Gina, who's part of Family Matters and Outtakes on a Monday night, who is a writer. And um, just a little little quote that she had uh, mentioned on the Twitter sphere the other day. She said, When you wake up to hear your short film has resonated with the audience, a fab lesbian audience. And the movie that she's talking about is The Escape Hatch. So we're talking about international movie, huge blockbuster, Wonder Woman. And then we've got Joy's very own own Gina, Mm -hmm. who is creating... um, works of art as well that are for women by women. So I think that's really important. Somebody mentioned this afternoon that I saw it that um, it's also the roles behind the camera that are equally important. I don't know who the actress was, but there was an actress recently that said she's going to do one movie a year that's directed by a woman and I cannot for the life of me think who that was. I think it was a big, big, big name and I can't mm. remember who it is. Well, the um, show Supergirl, which is another superhero franchise, same sort of universe as, as Wonder Woman, uh, they have – her sister is now a queer character, which uh, is a lesbian and has her partner in the show and they've just uh, – you know, I actually won't say that. Um, so it's, it's sort of coming as part – not necessarily their main character, but a really important and really powerful woman as a lesbian character in that show as well. Uh, we've um, had a membership t- uh, come in from uh, from Brett in Melbourne who has just renewed his Joy membership. As uh, Stephanie read out before, Joy's Radiothon ends on the 30th of June. So uh, there's extraordinary prizes. Uh, so you want to be part of, uh, part of Joy in 2017. Um, we uh, are nearly out of time with our lovely Sarah. We could probably talk to you for a very, very long time. Um, and you're a, a – would you say you're a guru? Oh, no, definitely not. No. But I just love, love films and I love queer films. Very, so. very, very last quick question. How important are queer, queer film festivals, do you think? I think they're essential, particularly for those smaller films that would not get a voice otherwise. Mm. Um, so very, very important. 
in Australia, it tends to be the only way we access 90% of the queer content that's out there. So, Well, I, I wouldn't... If I wasn't at Joy, I don't know if I would know. So, I mean, if I... I and I do enjoy going to movie festivals, so that would be the only way that I would yeah. find out as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for joining us in the studio tonight. Oh, it's been lovely. Thanks for having me. I could talk films yeah. all night. <laughs> that's why you're very good to have on radio. Um Tell us what uh, what you're looking forward to seeing next. Well, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and I'm hoping it's, it's going to be in the next day or two. She's looking oh, across okay. the desk yeah, at Clayton. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, let's um, make a time, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, what, what are you looking forward to that's coming out? Oh, well, we have some film festivals coming up, don't we? So I can't wait to get my hand on some programs and, and start picking some films. Well, you might mm. be the stand-up straight guide for us. So we'll <laughs> find out what you recommend and we'll go and see them and then uh, and then chat about them. So thank you so much uh, for joining us in the studio Thanks tonight, Sarah. Me. It's been lovely. Uh, you have been listening to Stand Up Straight. We are going to come back and wrap up you very shortly. Joy 94.9. Hi, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to Stand Up Straight. We have been talking about film of queer contents and television, mostly television, to be honest. I just want to quickly give myself a self-plug. Go on. Uh, you can hear my review of A Wonder Woman on joy.org.au forward slash sci-fi and squeam, which we kind of not doing much of anymore, but I just snuck that one anyway because it was so important to me. Well, and you've been a very excited man. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I was ridiculously excited. Uh, and after I saw it, I was even more excited. So. Um. And you can go to the website and have a look at um, and, and listen to uh, the podcast that Stand Up Straight have. We've got nearly four years worth of podcasts. I've been going back um, and having a look at some of the topics that we've uh, that we've covered. So you can go to the Joy website and uh, the program grid. Look up Stand Up Straight and you'll see an amazing array of podcasts. We have one being done quite literally as we speak. Young Paddy, our podcaster, is out there getting some more uh, nearly ready. I uh, just wanted to say uh, thank you from the lovely Charlie f- uh, who has been on joy and in stand up straight studios uh, quite often he's just said loving the conversation tonight stand up straight is diversity of role models in the community for young queer people is so important it's so powerful for those of us who feel different to see someone else who we can identify with to all young listeners we are actually talking this exact topic the importance of diverse representation in the queer community this sunday night at 7 p.m on q headspace speak anonymously to young queer peers online see headspace.org.au the conversation tonight has given me food for thought for sunday thank you angels (laughs) (laughs) thank you charlie Charlie. for that uh, for us um up next we have the uh, family matters gang coming in and then at nine o'clock is the uh, wolf girls, the woods, the bears are going to come in at nine o'clock. And then pop tops at ten. You would not want to be anywhere else. Go for a drive for three hours and listen to some joy in the car. That's what I reckon. Um, That's very bad for the environment, Michelle. um, I think you can find another way to do that. Okay. Be in your car, but pull over and turn the engine off and listen to joy for the next three hours. Uh, Thank you, Stephanie. Thank Thank you, you, Clayton. Uh, We will be back next week at 7 o'clock. In the meantime, go find an ally out there and then get ready to tell us about it next week. We'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good night.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.